Welcome to The Save Room, your safe haven for gaming news and discussion. My name's Kevin. And my name is Daniel. And this is, and forever will be, episode 93. There will never be another like it. None. (laughs) Well, except for the 92 before it. Yeah. Each of our podcasts, Kevin, is a unique brand, a unique creative thing that we put out into this world. They're not alike. They're not like snowflakes. Yeah. They're not like snowflakes. If you were to have kids, Kevin. I think that's bullshit, by the way. (laughs) I think that there's two snowflakes that, that are, are totally exactly alike out there. Yeah. For sure. That's that's some fucking propaganda uh, from big weather. <laughs> Thank you very are you, much. Are you shaming the meteorologist? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Well, I don't need to pay attention to him anymore. We talked about this earlier where it's like, oh, it's raining this weekend? I didn't know. I don't go outside. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I get a 30 second glimpse of the, wet, the weather um, from the patio and I'm like, okay, that's what it's like. I'm not going to experience it. I like Clementine. Let me know. The cat. Um, sure. If she's standing outside looking at stuff, it means mm-hmm. there's birds out, and therefore it's going to be a sunny day. If she's sitting by the window, mm-hmm. lounging even, mm-hmm. you know it's a hot day. It's a hot she day. She looks that summer heat coming she through the She does. Glass. Yeah. Big girl. Big girl. Miss that girl. Where is she? She's over there. Oh, sleeping. she's right there. <laughs> ah, Clementine, our producer. Anyway, Daniel, hmm. I don't think the kids know what we're about. No, they don't. They yeah, that's to. the thing. Nobody knows what we're about. Nobody knows who we are, so what we do, or why we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, if you guys didn't know, The Save Room is the only gaming podcast that's on Jim Ryan's shit list. Jim Jam really dislikes us. I don't know why. Uh, some people call us Sony Ponies, mm-hmm. but for some reason, he listens to us make fun of his name, and he gets real mad. I think we're the only account that he has blocked on Twitter. The only account you you think Jim Jim Ryan has no reason to block anybody. Like there isn't some guy like a uh, Xbox fanboy coming in there like True. real hot in his menchies <laughs> and <laughs> just like so, like it's just putting nudes of like Photoshop nudes of Phil Spencer <laughs> up in his mentions. <laughs> it must suck being that public of a figure yeah. on social media, dude. You open up your DMs, and it's probably just an explosion of cocks. Probably, <laughs> even I more forgot. so if you're like a a female, you know, creative oh, or, or person in the industry. Oh, yeah, that's hellacious, dude. I digress. We're the save room. You can find this podcast on soundcloud.com slash the save room or Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and RSS feeds across the universe. The righteous sound sound feeds. The sound sounds. The righteous sound sounds. Never forget. Really patch in and vibe right. (laughs) Listen, we need need those good sound sound vibes these days. What if Um, they want audio visual vibes? If they want audio visual vibes on a a creative platform, um, you can find us over at twitch.tv. Kevin over at twitch.tv slash the red herb. Or he. For now. For now, until he changes his name because he's going through a branding identity. A branding identity. I'm going through it. <laughs> I'm crashing through my brand identity. No, there there is a mismatch that is um I've I've lived with for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Everywhere I'm basically Kevin Apocalypse, mm-hmm. right? Or Except Kevin Apoc. Or Kevin Apoc because some motherfucker <laughs> took it on PSN and oh do you think Jim Ryan did that on purpose? Daniel? To slight you? Do you think Jim Ryan has it out for Kevin Apocalypse? He's been watching you grow through the Sony ranks throughout the years. He's been watching and data mining your trophy list. And he's like, this one's the one I got to take down. (sighs) He probably probably goes to bed thinking about me every night. Angry. (laughs) Wakes up wondering how he's going to fucking get me today. Have you checked back? Since, like, Shuhei instated the name changes to see if that guy ever changed his name to something else. No, I haven't. You should check. I'm so afraid of fucking up my Bloodborne Platinum, though. Because they said, like, um, some of the shit that you earned for your account would Mm -hmm. get a little screwy, like, to 2015 and previous. Okay. 
right? But yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin Apocalypse is uh, that's what I am everywhere. And even when people like know the red herb, they still call me Kevin. Mm-hmm. People still call me Kevin What's if I'm name? streaming. If I jump in the sun, yeah, exactly. I'm just like, let me just. Let me lean into it, man. Mm-hmm. We gotta let it go. We gotta let the past go. And maybe finally I'll stop having bad dreams. Will you be the streamer formerly known as The Herb? Like, you know how, like, <laughs> the Prince, yeah. like, you know, became the artist formerly known as Prince? Wasn't he formerly known as, like, just a symbol? A symbol, yeah. Like, it was some sort of symbol? Yeah, I could do that. It would just be an herb just symbol. An like, herb. it wouldn't even be a written Like, sentence. how do you type that? <laughs> well, no, but that's, that's, I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, you've been rocking the red herb for a very long time. Very long it was, time. like, your, your blog.com from Tumblr for the longest time. I still you... pay for that domain. Yeah. The redherb.com. And that's kind of how I feel you launched yourself into, like, the gaming media space. And then you kind of kept doing it with twitch and everything else and the the thing is like twitter kind of stayed the same because you were always kevin apocalypse on yeah. twitter but it's just like i always thought of you in that space as you know the red herb and then when i when i kramer bursted into your stream the other day on, as you do uh during uh the kevin show on wednesdays uh 8 p.m pdt what's the d i don't know specific time damn time I, I i said pst one time and somebody slapped my hand like it's pdt you what? and i'm like what okay uh, pacific standard time yeah what right exactly PST. right right anyway we right. digress but yeah you're like oh my god a surprise for you and i'm like okay i'm here making dinner look pretty stoked to crash the kevin show and you're like, i'm gonna change my name and it hit me so hard because i don't like change i know i'm just like it's it, a hard one for yeah Danny. it's almost like you told me like the parents were getting divorced and i'm like oh <laughs> wouldn't that be it th- like i'm the big brother going yeah. like daniel Mom and dad feel differently about about each other. <laughs> like, no. I, they no longer want to carry the name The Red Herb together. Well, so the Twitter predated the, the, the blog that I had, the sure. Red Herb blog, right? I actually found out that I've been on Twitter for almost 10 years oh, wow. at this point. I think I got the 10-year notification. No, it was 11 years. Fucking ridiculous. Jesus. Fucking ridiculous. I couldn't imagine what Twitter was like 11 years ago. Uh, but, you know, people have given me the feedback where it's just like, I don't even, I don't think you use a red herb. I think you use Kevin. And I think Kevin's more personable and you mm-hmm. respond to Kevin. And let's not digress into the fact that I don't even like the name Kevin, mm-hmm. <laughs> like very True. much, but it's my name, right? So I got to live with this albatross. Might as well <laughs> lean into it, baby. Mm-hmm. Anyway, speaking of leaning, there's a stream I like leaning into. Oh, that was it's good. called Dungeons and Daniel. That was a great. Oh hell yeah! That was a great transition. We've been streaming so much that we can't help but not be like okay at vamping. Yeah, we've been doing a lot of like cross streams. Like you and I have yeah. been going over to like uh, Grave Gamer TV streams, doing Overwatch good streams, Resident Evil Resistance mm-hmm. streams. We've been hanging out with Quirk of Art and all these other big like streamers in their communities and kind of big big small streamers. <laughs> these big small no no they're they're great they do great work and we've been yeah, getting a lot of support. We've spent. I think they've been spending more time on Twitch than, like, IRL these days, where it's like, I feel like I'm always, like, in the midst of a Twitch chat, you mm. know, throwing out subs, doing this or that. I mean, it's been cool. It's been cool, like we said last episode, growing the community, getting to know people, getting... Um, talking about eating ass talking chat. About, yeah, yeah. When it hits, what everyone's policy and eating asses. When it hits 2 p.m. around my yeah. streams, um, we just, it goes all out. We 2 p.m.? Like, no, it, it happens when you start streaming. Like, Not the always. Moment, the moment we make touchdown, it's just like, all right, guys, who's a dom and who's a sub? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was proud of myself. Yesterday, we went almost six hours on that Final Fantasy X stream. And it took us like four hours to even say anything remotely sexual. So I was holding it back. I think I was working, wasn't I? Yeah, you were. Yeah, you, were yeah. you were handling some work stuff. Because but... I'm so afraid of accidentally putting in the work chat something <laughs> yeah, exactly. like, well, here's what I think of uh, ass. And they'll be like, oh, shit. Uh, ass is an acronym for a new tool uh, yeah. that we're using. <laughs> but uh, we've been having a lot of fun over there. We've been bringing in a lot of cool people from all over the walks of life. And uh, I've just I've been going hard on that Final Fantasy X stream. Uh, sure I have, have one last Fin Fan Friday dedicated to Final Fantasy X, which will be next Friday. It's awesome, dude. It's awesome. Uh, we're going to stream the Final Sin, 
uh, the sins of our father as we beat uh, that game on stream. I think an interesting um, effect of me watching your streams is that now I have no desire to play <laughs> Final Fantasy X whatsoever. Cause yeah, because you catch doesn't... a lot of like the least yeah. correct glamorous spots, like going through like some of the cloister trials or the temples or some of the bad gameplay. All of the temples look like garbage shit ass fuck. I don't want to do wow. any of that. Can you it put that on the box? so boring. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the remastered edition for the PS5 compatible edition. Garbage <laughs> ass fuck titty fire. I sat down with it today because I sometimes do a bonus stream on Saturdays where I'm like, okay, I'll play a little more because it's like to stream it like a week apart each time it's just like you get so far away from it and like i just want to engage with my community and friends and hang out and keep my head outside of current events and just kind of be active and doing what uh yeah. I, I need to, to have fun um you know as much fun as i can have rather no i, I will say that and, like it these are tough times and it's even tougher to stay like socially mm -hmm. active and so it's been really really cool like being on the twitch streams and yeah, talking to people exactly. and meeting new people and having them really vibe on it and, like mm -hmm. people come in and go like oh wow you guys are funny oh you seem nice oh, da, da, da. and we're like yeah we're nice like we're not gonna you know yuck anyone's yum here man we're just chilling playing video games mm -hmm. and talking about eating ass it's doing our thing it's just living it's a bonanza it's a, it's a bonanza <laughs> is what it is. Yeah, so it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I've been having a, a fuck ton of a good time with it, and people are still vibing and, and showing their support. And, you know, today we, we went on a crazy tangent. We're ranking all the best abs in Final ranking Fantasy those abs. Yeah. Well, we, Ifrit's still number one, right? If, Ifrit is number one. Okay, okay. Um, spectral, <laughs> the Spectral Keeper is number two. Wait, is, are they the Spectral Keeper, or is, it, or is that Yuna Leska? No, Yuna. the Spectral Keeper is the thing inside the, the Xanark and Cloister Trials that says, uh-uh-uh, you gotta beat me before you get to her my mistake yeah and sir jacked blitzball extraordinary he's number three he's got a tattoo as well which gives him like a lot of points yeah and then uh shiva not necessarily because shiva? she has ab definition rather. you don't call her that i call her cold cut her name's cold cut her name's again. cold cut <laughs> um but she's just got a really thick uh body nice hourglass form and just kind of slim where it counts so wow um but yeah th those have been a lot of fun the the thing about that one too where it's like i sat down today i'm like oh i'm gonna get to this one boss fight really fast and then they slapped me in the fucking hand knocked my glass out of my hand they're like no you got to do the stupid cloister trial that you forgot about yeah they made stupid. me play a uh, floor tetris and it was I, so annoying so like i'll say uh, you know just watching here and i don't want to deep dive final fantasy 10 mm. whatsoever no, but we've done it enough i will say there's some really cool designs some cool boss designs and mm. stuff but i do think that the main cast i'm just like so so shrug worthy for me like mm -hmm. i don't i feel nothing for any single one of those people and like they all look like they all hurt my eyes a little bit <laughs> all of them are like the, this fucking just splash of neon and idiocy like things that don't make sense it was like somebody walked into a fucking wardrobe and was like i have scissors and, and, and fucking i'm just gonna stitch together whatever goddamn bullshit that i can Kevin, just you wait. Yeah, just you wait until wait, wait, my wait. June twelfth stream, where yeah. I inevitably stream Final Fantasy Ten too. I'm excited for that, which one. is a hyper cut <laughs> of just design and color and goofiness and weird design choices. I'm excited because together. I want to see you hurt for once while playing one of these Final <laughs> Fantasy games instead of me hurting. I want to see you hurt. Yeah, that, that'll be like the last one I do in the the vein of Final Fantasy Ten. And I think yeah. after you're gonna go to twelve. After that, I'll probably go back to twelve. I'm so interested in playing twelve. Some work to do Fuck. there. Otherwise, though, outside of our um, separate streams, I want to say real quick, we did a watch along last Saturday, which was uh, a lot of fun. The movie was just not very good, but it no. was cool to like kind of test the the parameters. What of, was like, the movie? I even forgot. The Twitch watch along. What was the movie? Oh, it was the Velocipastor. The Velocipastor. <sighs> yeah. That <laughs> very misleading, very misleading title, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Um, very little Velociraptor in that yeah, film. Very... A lot of pastor. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, was, it was a romp of a good time, and it, yeah. it's, it was fun to just like 
because we were having a shit time with our stream because it kept dropping and it's contingent on like each person's what Amazon Prime. And yeah, their so connection. so their connection wasn't fucking dropping. Yeah, ours. So was. even though ours was dropping, people could still kind of watch it and react in real Which time, and we would catch up. So um, we're gonna do more of those. I think you're doing one tonight. I'm doing one tonight. I'm gonna watch it. Like I'm gonna watch the Prime stuff on just like my PlayStation. Okay. And stream through my computer because mm-hmm. doing both at the same time makes my computer want to explode. Oh yeah. So we're gonna try to avoid that, but it should be fun. We're going to do 47 meters down. How Part long two. is that one? I have no idea. Hmm. It's not going to be a three-hour shark. Should movie. I watch that one? You could You could watch it. Come on in, baby. We'll see. But yeah, I can put the headphone splitter in the PlayStation. That's how I'm going to listen, through the PlayStation okay. remote. And then just sit. Could be fun. It could, could be, be fun. Could be terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then maybe I'll do Yakuza tonight. But that's besides the point, my friend. Mm-hmm. We got some news. We got a lot of news. We got a lot of news. It was for a light news week. We it's got a light a lot news, of news week. It's not, no, it's not like interesting news but it's news i swear to you it's news oh actually hold on i got some news real quick what where's that coming from uh my boy this week he got not only one but two platinums oh that's right yeah we can't we can't sidestep the fact that you platinum not only man eater but you platinumed assassin's creed odyssey which is a hell of an endeavor hell of an endeavor a two-year endeavor that's i forgot that i did both of those things it's kind of like how um somebody who has sex addiction doesn't even feel like (laughs) orgasms anymore you're like david duchovny in that one show (laughs) um which one red shoe diaries or california california gotcha Gotcha. that's true in red shoe diaries he's just reading about other people boning yes not his boning adventures i like his boning adventures of course it's got great abs by the way too (laughs) we'll rank them on the next episode (laughs) in the x-files cinematic universe (laughs) i would love to yeah man assassin's creed nailed that one finally it was a trophy mm-hmm. that wasn't me collecting like costumes or feathers or some bullshit oh like popping, final fantasy 7 popping the platinum. Yeah, yeah yeah no this one was like legit i had 20 bounties to take care of mm-hmm. and that was the last one so it feels good to do something that isn't like goofy and out of whack with the rest of the game uh as your final trophy that's always the thing right yeah. like when you come in a kind of a full circle on a trophy list and you're like okay i got one more before the platinum what's it gonna be and sometimes it's a bullshit trophy sometimes it is a bullshit trophy where it's just like oh yeah fucking um go through this level backwards mm-hmm. with your eyes closed yeah and just like oh, i don't want to what like when i inevitably go back to doom eternal the last trophies i'm gonna need are multiplayer trophies but when i was doing final fantasy 7 remake I didn't want the dress trophies to be my last one. I was like, literally, no, I want to beat the game on hard and have that be it. Yeah. That was my so last I lined that up perfectly for myself. I'm so sorry. And yeah. Maneater is a super easy one. By the way, real quick, we'll probably, I'll save some impressions for like the next save room plays that mm-hmm. we do, but Maneater is a lot of fucking fun. Mm-hmm. And that is a game that would have been terrible if they didn't get the swimming mechanic right. Mm-hmm. They did. And then the second thing they had to get right is make it fun to eat things, which it is it looks like just pure like like power fantasy and chaos and just the best most enjoyable way it's capital vg video game okay mm-hmm. that's what it is it is a video game it's very very fun okay. very very fun i do recommend it and also super easy platinum you just need to do everything and you're done okay. it, it took me 15 hours uh across the weekend to nail that this this open world shark pg mm-hmm. yeah because it came out last friday and you're like yeah. i'm gonna take a four-day weekend and i'm just gonna play the shark game and live my life and you did well i you... had a four-day weekend i didn't like take it for the shark game specifically no hey everyone wasn't there that friday and technically <laughs> i worked that friday i wanted to play my shark game and they were like you need to work capitalism needs you kevin <laughs> <laughs> well the first thing on here i got some quick hits for you kids out there this is some good news for those that got to go fast. Mm. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 of the film 
is happening. Jeff Fowler, back on board, in the director's hot seat, navigating this filmic tapestry. If they didn't get him, it would have been a party foul. It w- <laughs> wow. Listen, let me have it. Uh, let me have it. Who's editing this episode? We'll figure it. We'll rock, paper, scissor after. after yeah, okay, we'll so it's a 50-50 shot. <laughs> in there. But... Jeff Fowler's back. We don't know very much. They didn't even confirm casting or anything. And Mm. I do have to wonder how uh, the coronavirus pandemic is going to affect, like, production on that as well. Yeah. Actually, I wonder that for every production over, like, the next year, right? Like, what's going to go on, you know? Like, what does a development cycle for a movie now look like these days? Yeah, for a movie that hasn't even started is a better question. Like, it's different for, like, you know, your Marvel productions that are always, like, in development already. Like, Mm -hmm. you hear about a Marvel movie, and it's like, we've already been doing this for 90 days. And you're like, oh, wow, that's kind of cool. Anyway. Well, something like that's uh, unique, too, because it's like, there's a lot of mocapping that goes in with, like, having, like... Sonic? Yeah, like, having um, Ben Swartz, like, mocapped being sonic uh it's like how do you do that remotely you know you don't make a movie remotely exactly you don't make a <laughs> you movie know? remotely so like, I, I don't know how that how that works but but you know i'm excited because you know i think we could talk about it right we can mention the big old thing uh, tails mm-hmm. tails is most definitely gonna be in sonic oh, of 2, course because tails shows up at the end of the movie burst through a botnik's chest mm-hmm. like a fucking xenomorph it's pretty wild. goes i need sonic <laughs> and then like it just smash cuts it's amazing and then Smash Mouth plays. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was my ending anyway. That's the way that I pitched it to Fowler. Did we take edibles before that one? I don't remember. Before and during. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Are you excited for a sequel to the filmic masterpiece, Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie? I'll watch it. I'll for sure watch it. I mean, we did a whole review episode that you can catch like from back in February. Um, but it was a fun movie to watch. Again, Like it's not like... I don't think it's the end-all, be-all co- uh, video game movie, but I think it did a lot of things that it tried to do very well. And I think them going back to the, the drawing board and kind of reconfiguring some stuff after some fan feedback, while I don't... Oh, that whole always fuffle. I don't respect that outcry, but like I yeah. respect their decision to kind of be like, you know what? We want to make a better product, and here's what we're going to do. And they took the time with it, and they made it happen without like going super hard in terms of like crunch cycles and all that yeah i got you all that aside but like um in terms of a second one though like i i think it'll be good what if they don't get like principles back from the first one like what if jim carrey's not robotnik he's got nothing else going on (laughs) (laughs) i'm so i'm so glad that you decided like yeah that that jim carrey Nothing. He's got nothing going on Who's right now. Who's got anything going on right now? Are they making honest? another Truman show? What the <laughs> fuck's he got on his schedule? <laughs> yeah, Netflix original, the Truman show, the series. I would like that. But I, I think the, the <laughs> so two's got a lot to live up to, obviously. Like the first one was just a fun kids movie. This That's is it. gonna be more of that, obviously, but like at this point you're now further seeding the lore of, of Sonic for, for fans. You gotta put in Tails, you gotta put in all these other characters that are gonna like really pay homage to you know the fandom whereas like i feel like the first one didn't always do that there were a lot of easter eggs for sure um but for the most part it was like this you know what's this there's a time capsule here Uh oh let me go back to a previous episode where we casted shadow the hedgehog we did should be played by christian slater that's true bring back shadow we need to get shadow in the sequel we gotta get shadow in the sequel i would be so disappointed if shadow's not there I think, like, you set this up as one of two sequels where it's, like, you obviously get Tails in there. I think James Marsden is still going to be, like, the buddy cop, obviously, because, like, you know, it's his best friend. It's his mm-hmm. um, donut. Mm-hmm. Donut. What, what does it call him? Donut Man? Uh, donut, donut Lord. It was his Donut Lord. Yeah. Um, but I think Tails is going to be a bigger component, and at this point, it's like, okay, who's the villain with Robotnik? Well, he's out of Mushroom Pill Zone. It's probably going to be Knuckles. 
or like Metal Sonic. So Metal I think Sonic we're gonna get a bit of that. One? Maybe the third one will then set up what will be like Shadow, because Shadow came like further down the line in terms of like the Sonic lineage. I, I say bring him, bring him bring on back, bring earlier, earlier okay. into the fold. You know what it should be? We, w- I want us to look back at Sonic the Hedgehog the film as Batman Begins, and then this is the Dark Knight. This is the Dark Knight. You think we're setting up for a trilogy? Shadow's the Joker. Shadow. <laughs> and then we fuck up with part three and try to make like I don't know who's another villain, Big Zakat or something. Yeah, or the crocodile with the headphones. The crocodile with the headphones <laughs> is is basically I, actually Bane. as as yeah. many Sonic characters as there are, and as many of the games I played, I run out of villains after a while. Where I'm like, ah, yeah. uh, there's Shadow, and then there's the other one. There's I'll Silver. be completely honest. I don't know what the conflict of the Sonic universe is. It's all about the Chaos Emeralds. It's all about the Chaos Emeralds. Mm-hmm. I wasn't in the first movie, right? It was about those stupid rings, right? Yes. Okay, we'll fix that. It was about an alien that came to Earth and yeah. got on the government scale. The... It's weird that Tom DeLonge wasn't in that movie. <laughs> that was a good pull. Yeah. I got another one on here. Speaking sure. of video games punching their way through other media. <sighs> if you have to. I have to. It looks like it has all but been confirmed mm-hmm. that Kingdom Hearts is going to get a television series for Disney, Disney Plus. <laughs> Disney Plus. So, Daniel, how erect are you? Um, Where's your keyblade at? My keyblade, I got my fucking oath keeper standing tall in my drawers. Will you hear me say? Uh, I don't know the lyrics. Please, oh baby, don't go. Simple and clean is the way that you're making me feel tonight. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you think they're gonna open with that it's gonna be the skrillex remix oh god every no, episode no no <laughs> so it's set to be what a like a, it's it's gonna be a show i don't know how many episodes they're kind of gearing up for like i feel there's, like 10 there's no big like information about it right yeah now, 10 but. would be the sweet spot but so the reveal so far is that it is going to be animated which i think is probably the best choice for it so it's gonna be cg but yeah. apparently the pitch is that it's going to be um crafted on unreal engine 4 oh Disney can't even shell out for five? Can it get in, get in there with those triangles? Not yet. Could you Too imagine what, how many triangles you can, you could shove up Sora? Really I think it just speaks the to the urgency of, of how Disney is trying to get this show out. They're like, we can't wait for Unreal Five to. We be can't available. wait for the future. We can't. We we need the show. We're now. already late. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're late on Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> the fandom is starving. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, they're probably a few years late with us. But um, I think to set it up as a series is really smart. Um, having it in disney's playhouse like that as a disney plus show you can do something where each episode sora and pals maybe go to a different disney world and and dedicate the time to it like you would in the game like you know it's like okay we'll spend this episode going to atlantica or this episode going to agrabah and doing these things you think it's gonna be that simple no it's never that simple or kingdom hearts or do you think they're gonna fucking delve into the Namora lore? The Namora, the, the, the Namora. The <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we're to gonna keep get it, norted. I think every to keep day. it accessible, you have to kind of go yeah. surface level. You got to keep it. it simple. You have to keep it simple. You have to keep it clean. <laughs> um, <laughs> so oh, I hate this. <laughs> the thing is, I feel like they would do a similar um, thing like the Mandalorian did. Where, like, each episode kind of was its own thing, right? Mm. That weaved this greater story where it's like, you know, the Mandalorian kind of went to location, location, did bounties, and built his reputation or or lack of reputation within the world as he became kind of an enemy of the state. So uh, you want Sora to be a mercenary? I want him to be a merc. The merc with the keyblade. The merc with the keyblade. But, like, this one, I feel like if you can have this overall story of, like, okay, episode one, we established this, and the end goal is nine and ten, maybe, and then within, uh. it's like, have these standalone episodes where they go to these worlds and do these things, but don't have the story be so reliable 
handle on that. It's like, okay, we got the heart of this world. Let's move on to the next one, you know? Yeah, and so the word is here that the original cast mm-hmm. is actually coming back. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Lance Bass? Debor? Debor? Do you think we're going to get David Boreanaz and Mandy Moore back for the show? That would be the hope. <laughs> when they say original cast, you need to really go for broke. I mean, we for sure are going to get Haley Joel Osment. Cause what's he got going on? What's he got him going and on? Jim Carrey are yeah. really just got <laughs> nothing going waiting, on. Just waiting for roles to happen. <laughs> yeah, I I would watch it. Yeah, I'll check it out for I'll sure. Check it out. Like same thing with Sonic too. Like I'll watch these things because like they're in the wheelhouse of things that I loved growing up. To be clear, hmm. it's not excitement that is going to drive me to watch it. It is morbid curiosity hmm. that's going to make me watch this. You could do cool things with this. Yeah, for sure. There's there's a there's an opportunity here to really trim the stupid bullshit shitty fuck fuck fat. Mm-hmm. from kingdom hearts the games and make a go back to that heart of what the original game was mm-hmm. which is just like here's a blending of worlds but with its own unique story mm-hmm. and not get into this crazy organization 13 bullshit or go nuts with like we're going to atlantica in part two mm-hmm. again yeah. but make it shitty and you were talking about this i was talking about that at one of your streams last night yeah, yeah how they made it like a dance number instead of like a world yeah it was like this whole musical number of mini games where every time you go there you do one thing that advances yeah. like your your musical number within the world and i'm like this is lame yeah we don't have to worry about the garbage like, yeah we don't have to worry about the fluff cut, cut right to it exactly you know what i'm saying the show could be good i mean the way i mean i always think back I think to so. like over the garden wall right the way they format it formatted that show where it's like each episode like moved it along but it was so self-contained yeah like i yeah. like how they did that a lot get some uh, really good writers on this oh That's yeah for sure get, get your best writers because like there's a i don't know i don't know how much disney has riding on kingdom hearts to be honest it's i feel like it's one of those things that they, they always kind of just put up with i think they, like, they, they have to be reminded that that's like that's a, a licensing thing, yeah. deal that they struck with kingdom hearts 3 coming out last year or whatever it was 20 it was 2019 yeah um they had to address it in more of a public space because like well this is something we put a lot of time and assets into we have to address it in our public spaces and disney springs they had to kind of address it it. we have to address this fucking albatross in our all right everybody (laughs) i've gathered you here today to talk about the elephant in the room And it's Dumbo. Some bullshit called Kingdom Hearts. (laughs) Apparently, the entire economy of anime conventions Mm -hmm. uh, ride on this property. And everyone, like, in the room going, they start, like, uncomfortably shuffling. Like, (laughs) Like, what? What What the Really? What the fuck are you talking about? Kingdom what? Wait, wait, what? (laughs) It's not Frozen? (laughs) It it sucks that we'll never get, like, the same sort of treatment for this show like we did with, like, Castlevania or other shows down the line. Because it's just like, well, it's not an M-rated show. So it's still going to have a lighthearted goofiness. Still kind of that, like, Disney family message running through it. What is it that you want? I want an M-rated Kingdom Hearts. There we go. I want, I want to hear it. I want Sora out there hacking off Final <laughs> Fantasy characters with the Keyblade. I don't want to get a fucking cypher on that fucking court and cut his goddamn head off. <laughs> right in front of fucking Selfie and all of his friends. Disney Plus presents a bloody reimagining of Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> be fucking Kingdom awesome. Hearts, Heart of Darkness. <laughs> we'll see. I don't have high hopes. I don't have high hopes. It just is going to be one of those things. It's just an is. It just right? an is. It just an is. Fun trivia fact for you, though. This is not the first time that Disney wanted to make an animated series based on the property. Mm-hmm. They actually got really headlong into production years ago around the first or second game mm-hmm. for a Disney Channel original series, but it fell apart because the story was so drastically different than the games hmm. that somebody walked in and was like, what the fuck is this? And then just shut it down. Yep. True fact. Yeah, because I don't think they really have the agency to do something like... 
the Mandalorian's gonna be the thing I bounce off to, where it's, like, you already have this established, like, world, right? Where it's, like, you can put this Mandalorian bounty hunter within it with already established Star Wars characters and, and species. I think it's literally, like, you have to... From the beginning, you have to retell the story. You have to tell works. the story of Sora and what's going I on. I agree. I yeah. don't think you could. I don't think you're going to get a general audience to walk in and be like, "Yeah, this all makes sense." Because mm. Who, I don't Tifa. Yeah, because like Kingdom Hearts isn't who's seated <laughs> in the collective yeah. conscious in terms of like popular media, like other things are, to where you can kind of have this like in media rest story that picks up in the middle of this whole canon. Like you can't do that. Yeah, I would say, and it's a weird thing to say, but like in the gaming space, yeah, Kingdom Hearts is pretty mainstream. In the world, however, mm. Mm, still might be kind of an oddity, actually, yeah. to, like, general audiences. Now, I don't know why Castlevania got away with it so well. Because it was just fucking awesome. Well, it was fucking awesome. You don't need to know anything about Castlevania to enjoy that. That's true. Anything. Yeah, and Warren Ellis, like, did such a bang-up job with the script, like, year over year with it. Guy's crazy. He's, he's fucking nuts he's for fucking this show. crazy, dude. Yeah. I love that man. So we'll see. Get, get him on this show. Maybe he'll be good. I would love to talk to Warren Ellis, but he, I don't think he even likes video games. I don't even think you could have, like, strike a conversation probably about not. video games with the guy. He's probably only ever played, like, Simon's Quest. Simon's Quest? <laughs> I don't I don't even know what he's played. Um, anyway. But yeah. All right. Moving on from Kingdom Hearts. Thank God. Uh, I played... Mortal Kombat 11 Aftermath. Oh. Came out this week. Came out in, uh, or, well, by the time you're listening to it, it came out last week. Mm-hmm. Very cool. It's the first time that NetherRealm has done a story DLC, like a story addition mm-hmm. to their games, and they really go for broke with it, too. Yeah, because typically what they do is, like, here's our season one character pass. Mm-hmm. Well, it's that's actually, it. that that's it, usually. It's just, season one it's not two. even a season one, it's just, like, here's our character pass. Here's just characters, yeah. right? This one does add characters. It adds uh, Sheva from mm-hmm. MK3. It adds Fujin. From Mortal Kombat 4, Fujin is Raiden's brother. Okay. Didn't know that. Should be super obvious. This is obvious. Maybe if I saw the eyes, I would know. You would say. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, also adds uh, Robocop. Hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, to maintain their whole, like, we're going to keep on doing sci-fi films this game. Actually, Ed Boon confirmed that. He says the last game, the focus was horror characters. Mm -hmm. And then this game is science fiction characters like Terminator. Mm -hmm. And Uh, they also did Spawn, right? And Spawn, which is just comic man character. True. So Ed Boon lied? Ed Boon, are you a liar? Ed Boon's a liar? Mm. Oh, I used to think of him as a boon. Anyway, uh, so the campaign, I would say, is about maybe four hours in total. Um, That's substantial. And, oh, the big, big thing is this was already a DLC character, uh, Shang Tsung. Mm -hmm. However... The thing that makes it super interesting is that he's a large part of the story DLC that takes place after the uh, the events of MK11. Okay. And none other than Carrie Tagawa reprises his role from the 1995 live-action film Mortal Kombat. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> uh-huh. Reprises his role as Shang Tsung in the game. So, wait, let's get this right. The actor that portrayed a character from a video game in a live-action film is now portraying that same character in... In the video game that the live-action film is based on. Makes sense. Ja- there that we tracks. go. There we go. We've just made a circle eight. <laughs> <laughs> and he actually lands that, that role so yeah. well. Yeah, he did. He owns it. <laughs> he commands that role. It's so good. Not very many of the actors are good in the original Mortal Kombat movie, but... I can't think of any of them as actors except for him and uh, Christopher Lambert, yeah. <laughs> who was in Highlander. But uh, yeah, no, he fucking nails it. That's fucking great. I will say my biggest disappointment, though, is that there's no additional trophies for a DLC that costs thirty nine ninety nine. That's 40 bucks. Not I even need... a part of the original season pass. Mm, okay. Yep. That's fair. 
That only applies to people like us, like trophy cucks, who really care about that sort of thing. Because I'm sure there are some people who are like, oh, I'm just stoked for more Mortal Kombat, right? And you're like, man, this would have been better if I heard that ding, if I heard that trophy pop. Yeah, man. You know? Because the other thing is that they added stage fatalities and friendships. friendships. Yeah. You're telling me that you're not going to like put a trophy for me doing every friendship in the game? Come on. That's that was true. such an easy thing to do. That could have been me. really easy. Yeah. God damn it. Some of them are really, really fun to watch. They're really cool. The one of Jack's like playing saxophone. Oh, that's a great one. Cool. Um, Robocop actually does a, he does the robot. He mm. does like a dance and shit. <laughs> and it's really good. Uh, the one of Sheva playing like the marimba, I think. That's fucking that's great. Yeah. I, so I, I really enjoyed that. That was my quick shout out for Aftermath. I mm. do recommend it, but I am disappointed that there isn't any trophies. And it makes me wonder, like, why not, right? It's not like they haven't done it before for DLC. Mm-hmm. In MK10, they added additional trophies for. For the extra characters hmm. so why not this one I, I just can't get i don't know was it just like a timing thing or did covid fuck up something where it was just like hey man we're not going to delay this anymore just for trophies just put it out there. that's actually like a right possibility because yeah. i know they have to go through like an approval process to get like trophy list passed right I, do, I don't actually know the inner workings of how that that it is that something like work, that but yeah. there's something where like the devs have to pass it by whoever and all this stuff um, to get it like in- integrated in the game, and then you have to balance it against the original trophy list and all this bullshit. But like, yeah, like maybe COVID fucked that up, right? Where it's like, well, we got the logistics to at least get the game out, so that's enough, right? Exactly, and especially so. since like the game's not just on PlayStation; it's on the Switch, which doesn't have any kind of achievements or anything. So mm-hmm. for them, maybe it was like, why put in the time and effort to like do this thing? Yeah, when we could just have ship this product out. I don't know. I don't know. It 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 just bothers. It's not. It shouldn't be a big deal. But I feel it. No, but it, it's a big heart. deal for people like us who are like Pavlov's dog, where we hear that fucking what? trophy pop and we just salivate like bastards. I guess. <laughs> I don't know what you do when you pop trophy. <laughs> I rip my shirt off and I celebrate. Damn it! I, I did compare myself to a sex addict <laughs> when I was talking about needing oh, to pop platinum. Oh, I so miss. I missed that maybe, one. Maybe no. We, that's how right. we talked about Dave Duchovny right. earlier. Oh, that's true. It was this very episode. Blocked <laughs> <laughs> out. Um, right. We got a few other things we got to talk about before we get into the big news. Um, speaking of the Switch, we had some games that we we talked about like earlier, uh, on, like maybe a year ago that were coming to the Switch that finally arrived. We had the Borderlands collection and the Bioshock collection. That was announced this year. That was announced this year. That was announced this year. Wow, this 2020s felt like year. forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy shit. That was like in March they but announced that. That's cool to see that finally gets those games mm-hmm. get some love on the Switch and, and get to an audience that didn't otherwise get to play them, or for the people who already did play them, get to enjoy it on a different platform. So that's pretty cool. Um, another thing on here is we got the free games for June. Uh, one of which I have in, I guess you have both. I have both already. Uh, yeah. Call of Duty World War II mm-hmm. and Star Wars Battlefront II, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I paid seven ninety nine for for like the entire package. And it was that, almost free. That was worth it. Uh, World War II is actually available right now before oh. June strikes uh, for some reason. I'm not sure why, but hmm. I actually do recommend World War II. It has a decent enough campaign, a little Kiefer Sutherland action mm-hmm. as well. And um, the multiplayer is the most reminiscent of World at War. So I would say it's solid. Um, I like their throwback uh, war games where they like kind of make the gameplay feel appropriate for the time period. You mean no jet jetpacks in World War Two? No II? jetpacks, yeah. No jetpacks in World War Two. Yeah, you no, know, no fucking rail guns. <laughs> <laughs> um, in Battlefront Two, I, I we've said this before. I can sincerely recommend that game in its current state. Mm-hmm. It is a good game now. It may not have been when it came out, but they have done. A lot of work to make that game good and interesting and filled yeah. with content. 
I'm not sure if the the free version that's coming out is going to include all the stuff that we have. Yeah, it does. Oh, it does. Okay. Yeah. yeah, cool, yeah. Cool, cool. Well, like, because like all of that shit was free. I can't. I can't think of the like right. all the Rise of Skywalker content was like actually added to the game for free, which okay. is really cool. I can't think of the stuff that was paid for. I don't think it was maps or anything, because because EA was making that choice with that game and Titanfall mm-hmm. to not segment the audience and say like here's maps for free. Which I think is brilliant. Yeah, I think it was like character skins and abilities because that game is way different than the first Battlefront where like your troopers all have different like skill cards that lean yeah, a little harder than the original. Mm-hmm. Uh, granted, the first one did have it too, but like this is one where they're like, how can we profit off this a little more? Yeah, yeah. It's you a know? part of like their unlock system and shit. And that got... Because like the Red Stormtrooper, like the, the Imperial Stormtrooper, I forget what they're called. Yeah, the ones from the Imperial Palace, the Red Boys. Yeah, Ready Reddington. Ready Reddingtons. They weren't in the original. Uh, no, they weren't. Battlefront Two, and so. I love them. Yeah, they're, they're pretty good. They're a mean, mean, mean class. I love them. And you can play as Ray. You go. They they added her yellow lightsaber to the game. Oh, the that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. From the end of um, what's that fucking movie? What's the one with Babu Frick? Hey, 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 the one. Hey, Battlefront Two is gonna be free. God, I can't remember its name. It's not, Rise it's, of Skywalker. It's almost like it was instantly forgettable. Anyway, <laughs> we talked about that um, <laughs> yeah. yesterday. Actually, yeah, we like, did. We talked about. Fuck, it, I yeah. forgot that I saw that movie like in December of last year. We saw it twice, I'm and I forgot good. all about that movie. I actually had more inclination to rewatch The Last Jedi than I ever did for Rise of Skywalker. Same. Interesting. Yeah, I just think last jedi is an interesting film if flawed but like after seeing like rise of skywalker trying to placate the audiences that hard you're right it's a shallow film i was just like this is kind of shallow yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. anyway um last thing on here before we get into the big news this actually should have been a news item but neither of us watched it nani nani uh oh i forgot about sony did an 18 minute stay to play for the last of us part two revealing all new gameplay areas of the game and just things that all considered last of us part two that you and I were just like, nah. Nah. Like we, we just sat that one out. I already had that fucking game spoiled for me. I'm not going to watch sure. an 18-minute deep dive. I will wait literally the 18 goddamn days to go play that game. Yeah, we're not that far away from that game coming out. <laughs> nah. It's like three weeks away. I don't I don't need it. So, so the difference is, like, we didn't see enough of Ghost of Tsushima mm-hmm. to, like, know what the thing was. And I'm very glad they did their, like, 20-minute deep dive. But for this game, there's The Last of Us 1. Mm-hmm. I know what the gist is. I don't need to know anything beyond, like, day one when I pick it up, right? So, yeah. like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm yeah, I mean, it. I already kind of know enough about the mechanics. I don't really need to know anything more about, like, ooh, can you or can you not kill dogs? Like, ooh, this or that. It's just like... What are you, GameStop? Exactly. GameStop was, like, fucking, like, vicious about it. They loved it. They're like, dog killing. This is <laughs> this is the first bullet point. <laughs> now, apparently the first bullet point from this one was the fact that the the PlayStation Vita lived on... In this trailer, oh, right. and in this game. I was so confused by those screenshots. I was like, "Is that really a Vita, or are they yeah. making a joke?" No, somebody's actually like playing a Vita that Ellie comes upon and, and ends up killing. And I guess they might be playing Hotline Miami on the Vita, really? but then like it, it flips to where she kills her way through the room, and you hear the Hotline Miami soundtrack like bursting through the. What the I missed that? Yeah. That's ridiculous. That's so that's pretty cool. Okay, I'm sad I missed that, but I mean but we'll get I'm it. I'm still not gonna. Yeah. That, so my thing is like I feel like we've already seen so much, too much from this game between like deep dives the leaks the podcast sure. the, this is like the third state of play that had like a last of us kind of bent to it on top of like reveals from e3 past like it we've gotten enough <laughs> this game is super narrative heavy yeah i me personally i know some people like eat this shit up and typically i would too but it's not like ghost where we didn't know anything about it really like we know a lot at this point 
I want to go in as blind as I can. Yeah, I think these plays serve a purpose. Like, maybe for the people that are on the fence about the title, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I know I want to buy The Last of Us Part Two, so, like, I'm good. I don't need to see that much more. I don't think anybody's on the fence about it right now. Because, like, the, the people who weren't going to buy it or are, like, fucking, you know, Naughty Dog and Neil Druckmann are social justice warrior cuck lords. Fuck them. They ruined Sony. Like, those people are not going to buy it anyway. Yeah. The people who are passionate about the series and Naughty Dog games were always going to buy Actually, it. Actually, I will submit that I think some of these fucking assholes are still going to buy it. Are still going to yeah, buy this motherfucking it. game. For sure. And I want those cowards to fucking post screenshots. I want them to go like, oh, I bought it. <laughs> Put it on Twitter. There you go. Everyone sees it. I wish that was a legal requirement. If you talk shit about the game, you have to post a screenshot. You talk shit, you buy it. We live in Jim Ryan's America. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Daniel, are you ready for the big gamer news? I don't think it could get any bigger than what we already talked about, but lay it on me. This is the gaming news for gamers. If you're not a gamer, cut your ears off. <laughs> Can I cut your ears off? <laughs> could you imagine? Number one on actually, actually, I'll give you a multiple choice on this one. Okay. Yeah, well, welcome to the Telltale Adventure by Kevin. Ooh. Hi. Would you like good news or bad news first? Hmm. Give me the bad news. There we go. Number yeah. one on here is BlizzCon 2020 has been canceled. Here's a follow-up. Duh. What? Are you kidding? Yeah. What? That was I'm happen. sorry. Did did Blizzard come up with a cure? <laughs> I'm going to make that joke about every convention. Really I'm sorry. Funny. Did Comic-Con make a cure? <laughs> So Blizzard Entertainment announced the news on their website citing concerns around COVID-19. Uh, the quote on the website was, Ultimately, after considering our options, we've come to the very difficult decision to not have BlizzCon this year. Hmm. End quote. Just like other gaming events canceled due to the pandemic, Blizzard is tinkering with the idea for an online event instead. The show's producer, Sarah Lynn Smith, said, quote, we're talking about how we might be able to channel the BlizzCon spirit and connect with you in some way online, far less impacted by the state of health and safety protocols for mass in-person gatherings, end quote. And far less likely to get called out by people in the audience asking, is this a joke? Is this an April Fool's joke? Is this an April? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Smith also mentioned that BlizzCon typically hosts large esports events and is currently figuring out how to support high-level competition in 2020. Gotcha. Now, how broken up as a person are you that you can't see you can't see uh, jab himself <laughs> on stage? I mean, I'm not super fucked up about it. I never went to BlizzCon in the first place. Really? Yeah. And this BlizzCon usually takes place when in like November. Uh, typically November, yeah. and typically takes place in Anaheim, California. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not super surprised. I mean, COVID withstanding. I think even maybe going into like this one without the current world circumstances, I feel like maybe they would have even backed out of it anyway. They got a lot of flack last year sure. from some of their promises with um, what was it, Diablo? Is it Diablo Immortal? The and, mobile one. Yeah, the the yep, mobile yep, yep, one, yep. and then a few of the other ones that like just. Uh, Maybe gamers put a lot more um, hope into than they had, you know, announced. They they wanted more from that whole thing than they got, um, and they were super let down, and that's you know, understandably so. But like, still, you know, they they came, they showed you new things. Um, my my thing about BlizzCon is it's a huge like 
community event, right? Where it's like Blizzard fans come out for the love of the games and they can celebrate it. And that's that's I think that's more of what BlizzCon is about. Mm-hmm. Like not it's not always it's about It's not just about the reveals. It's not just about the reveals for that yeah. one. It's a very unique conference where like people get to cosplay and meet up with like friends that they maybe have never met over WoW or like games that they've been playing together with friends for years. And it's it's um it's unique in that capacity. So that that's kind of a missed opportunity, but you know we're in COVID times, things are changing, and I think if they need to switch to a digital platform and, you know, announce whatever they have for us, whatever it might be, maybe more Overwatch 2, maybe more of, you know, Diablo 4. Yeah, that probably was the thing, because, like, this is the year of next gen, right? Yeah. And we don't know when Overwatch 2 is coming out. Maybe that was, like, this is the year to, like, reveal the date and mm-hmm. da-da-da-da. But let me put it very simply. If you run a massive convention in the year 2020, you are fucking irresponsible. Oh, yeah. That's what it comes down to because I think I, I've worked conventions for years. I think about it. I think about the times where just like touching greasy money mm-hmm. working a convention booth got me sick like almost oh, every yeah. single PAX, every single Comic-Con. And people be- packed in those convention halls shoulder to shoulder. And not just that. People when they like they stay together in hotels where it's fucking 15 people to mm-hmm. a room. People sleeping in the bathtub and shit and just like sweating and sucking each other off. Just daisy chaining all over the place. <laughs> daisy chain, wearing nasty cosplay that they can't they haven't washed in four days look at me i'm arendelle i don't know characters from any of the games no you you know that look at these wings stink like butthole (laughs) it's so easy to get sick at these shows right so i just feel like it's irresponsible right now when you know we're we're really trying to beat back (laughs) like the curve and people are like oh it's safe again no you're just bored of it Let's be clear about that. Yeah, there's a lot. Again. There's bored. a lot of that shit happening right now, and it makes me really mad. Where I have friends in like, you know, Florida, like the beaches are reopening, or like the parks are reopening, and they're like, "Oh yeah, but the parks, it's it's gonna be safe. It's gonna be fine." And it's like, yeah, it's gonna be safe, as safe as they can make it happen. But like, we're still in the middle of a pandemic. Shit is still happening. Just yeah. because you're bored, like mm-hmm. you said, or just because like it's been two months and we need like, you know economy stimulation doesn't mean the shit isn't still going on doesn't mean you should not be as safe as possible you know yeah and to to not uh social distance you know in order to what hopefully hear about an overwatch mobile game i'm good y'all y'all need to yeah come on i'm all right (laughs) i like i think we're at this point right now and and jeff is doing a great job with his uh four month of uh no sorry jeff keely oh yeah the other jeff is doing a great job with his four months of um, gaming, his summer shebang of reveals, where it's like we're getting like deep dives. Was that know? the summer game fest? I think summer, yeah, summer okay, game yeah, fest. Something stupid. We're like even like the the state of play feels like that could have been something like from E three that is like kind of contained in this greater whole of like his you know mm-hmm. summer mm-hmm. itinerary. So yeah, I don't feel super hard pressed to go out in a public event and see it. If you no. want to, if you want to show more of Overwatch two, I'll watch a video conference of it. You know. Isn't Overwatch 1 Overwatch 2? I don't understand what they're doing. Overwatch 2 is going to be a different game. But, like, all of the characters are playable in Overwatch 1. And all of the maps, too. That's not a different game, Daniel. <laughs> no, but they're doing it... It's it's different where it's, like, it. there's more of an emphasis on, like, a single-player story and a narrative. And there's going to be, like, a leveling system for your characters to where, like, my tracer might play different than yours because i decided to like level this skill versus that skill no i get that but they're also saying that all the characters are compatible with overwatch one so like how does that work so i play overwatch one and none of the progression that i can get from overwatch two is available but the maps the characters are 
and the maybe the single player isn't like available in part one. I mean, it's the a weird thing. The messaging on that hasn't been yeah. super like you know yeah. defined I just either. Know more about yeah, Overwatch, uh, we don't know. But they could do that online. Exactly. Let's not let's not walk away from the yeah. the point here. Listen, I'll carry the payload with my fellow Overwatch team, but I'm going to do it from six feet away. Six feet away. Yeah, that's true. Number two on here, my friend. Mm-hmm. Number two. Sony is holding a PlayStation Five event on June fourth. That's soon. <laughs> the company announced the digital showcase is happening this Thursday at one p.m. Pacific time and promises quote a look at the future of gaming on PlayStation 5, end quote. PlayStation CEO Jim White on Rye Ryan says the event will run just north of an hour and will feature, quote, a look at the games you'll be playing after PlayStation 5 launches this holiday, end quote. Rye Rye Sony Man also said, quote, (laughs) (laughs) The games coming to the PS5 represent the best in the industry from innovative studios that span the globe. Studios both larger and smaller, those newer and those more established, all have been hard at work developing games that will showcase the potential of the hardware. I'm sorry, I looked ahead and I saw the next one. (laughs) Keep going. Notice how the focus appears to be on the PS5 games and not the console itself? Will we get a price point? An exact release date? Knack 3? All unknowns. Here's what we do know. Unlike Xbox's backward and forward compatibility for titles like Halo Infinite, the PS5 will have exclusive games that you cannot play on the PlayStation 4. Rim Giant told GameIndustry.biz, quote, We have always said that we believe in generations. We believe that when you go to all the trouble of creating a next-gen console, that it should include features and benefits that the previous generation does not include, end quote. He also added, quote, We are thinking that it is time to give the PlayStation community something new, something different, that can really only be enjoyed on PS5. End quote. Interesting. Hmm. So it's very much not the strategy that Microsoft is taking. Microsoft is like, hardware shouldn't matter. It's the games. It's Hmm. the subscription. It's the ecosystem. And PlayStation is, well, being PlayStation about it, going, nah, dude, this... This thing fucking matters. What? <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not surprised at all for them doubling down on hardware and, and what they've done for the past like yeah. four generations at this point. I mean, both are salient arguments. Sure. To be honest with you, right? Because like that was kind of the question about Xbox Series X, where it's like, well, wait, why do I need to get it if all the games are available on what I already have? Or- mm. Or my PC, for and through instance. like a subscription service at that too, right? And Sony has well, it sounds like they are trying to have an answer. They're mm-hmm. Like, why do you need a PS5? Well, Jim Jam says because it's gonna do shit PS4 don't, and that makes sense. That's traditionally what has always made. I was sense. gonna say yeah, that that happens every console generation. Yeah. The next console does what the previous one couldn't right. do. You know, right? right. Well, we, easy we, math. We got you know Xbox trying to do the disruption game, and sure. I actually power to them, right? Power for trying to like break the cycle yeah. and do something else. But at the same time, yeah, I want my PlayStation 5 to be better than my fucking PS4. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> you know? And if you're going to sell me a hardware, I want you to sell me a hardware with conviction and power and, yeah. and value. Like, if you're telling me that this is going to have forwards compatibility and it's going to play, you know, PS4 games and, you know, PS5 games the same way and it's going to have, like, a scope of backwards compatibility about it as well. Awesome. Like, you need to double down on that. You, The thing about, like, Xbox, I love their, like, where they're going with, like, this kind of stream future and subscription passes, because, like, they needed to try something different, because what they've been doing in the past has not been working. Um, but, like, Sony needed to kind of, like, start, like, hammering down the message of, like, okay, what is PS5 going to look like this coming up gen? Like, what does it look like for consumers? What can we expect? And mm-hmm. they've stayed silent about it for too long. 
Yeah, maybe too long. But I, again, I, I am a little more empathetic to the fact that like plans have totally been scattered to the wind yeah, because of this true. year. So maybe they really did want to tell us earlier mm-hmm. and that just kind of like didn't happen. But, mm-hmm. you know, I yeah. do, to your point, though, about like, hey, I want to know what the value of my console is. I do think part of that value is exclusives. Sure. And the fact that Xbox is just like exclusives don't matter anymore, basically, is like it's it's a weird. It's easy to say when you don't have exclusives that matter anymore. <laughs> like what what was, oh my god! Like I mean, I didn't say it. Listening no, it. listening to people who are really really passionate about the um, Xbox ecosystem, right? Like I listened to somebody like Alana Pierce talk about it on Kind of Funny Games <laughs> Daily, where it's like, yeah, I'm a huge Xbox fan, but the state of Xbox in terms of exclusivity does not excite me the tech does that what they're trying to push forward does but it's like they haven't had an exclusive that's excited anybody in a really long time sure people love forza fuck like yeah if you like racing games you're gonna love forza but like gears of war 5 was kind of like an disappoint or was it gears of war 4 i'm sorry but it was fine oh gears of war 5 was kind of a massive disappointment for people halo missed kind of like was it really was five that big of a dis- I mean, I, what I heard that it was it was really really good, mm-hmm. but people just didn't really like play it. <laughs> like it just wasn't a thing that people yeah. like went out of their way for it. I think that's the only thing, mm-hmm. right? Um, and yeah, Halo is fell by the wayside. That's the thing. Like so Halo is like hard. one of your tentpole titles, and I know like and they can't make it work anymore. You know? Yeah. It's like how do you how do you do that with Halo? But at the same time, it's like well, fuck, dude. Halo's been around since two thousand and one, and. It's, yeah, it hasn't really reinvented itself. That's the thing. Like, that's almost a twenty-year-old franchise, which is crazy to think about. Yeah. And they haven't really done anything crazy with it in the last like five or so years, except port to PC and do like game. remaster collections. It's been the same game, you know. Now, not not to always go back to the one franchise, mm-hmm. but you know, Resident Evil's been around for its its twenty-fifth anniversary is next mm-hmm. year. Why? Because they're not afraid of like reinventing that wheel and keep mm-hmm. on going back and saying like, what is the new thing? But, like, Resident Evil still, you And know? they did that early on, too. Like, looking at, like, the original remake, which was really, like, what, five, six years after the original Resident Evil came out in the first place. Technically, it's so weird to think about, right? Yeah. That, that was 2002 versus, like, 1996. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, that's not that long after that you decided to just, like, hey, the tech took a huge jump. We're going to mm. go back and try to, like, make it cool. Yeah. But that's besides the point. I'm just saying, like, Xbox isn't finding ways to excite us mm. with the stuff that should excite us, which is the games, mm-hmm. right? In fact, I respect the fuck that Jimboree Ryan is coming out and saying, hey, this demonstration is about what does the future of gaming look like in PS5? Yeah. Not just like, oh, here's a console reveal. Although that does lead questions to like, are we going to get a price or any of that? I think they would be, it would be a, a, a big misstep if like they didn't show us either the image of the console or like kind of lean into like the estimated price by the end of it right where it's like you can throw games at me that's that's fine like because we don't really know anything that's coming to the console other than like would-be sequels that are have yet to be announced mm-hmm. right and or godfall or godfall the fucking loot and slasher and like so it's a lot of promise which is always with uh you know consoles going into the next gen mm-hmm. um same with like the switch back in like 2017 where it's like oh why should i buy a switch at launch it it only has zelda and maybe a mario coming later in the year but it was the promise of the console and fucking nintendo is delivered fucking tenfold with the promise of the switch um and i we need to see a little something more because at the moment we've had confused messaging we've had leaked controllers we've had weird like just kind of disseminations of like what is this going to look like going forward full backwards compatibility or not what's the price what's this what's that so this is their time to really shine with it and really like make it count for the general consumer audience and playstation fans Mm -hmm. so why you need to sell it to us right now when our dollars are really tight 
why do we need a PlayStation versus why do we need an Xbox versus exactly. why would we ever play on Stadia? They need to command that message. And yeah. the, the scary thing, though, is that Xbox still has, like, more to show. They haven't hit their price point yet. They no. haven't, like, you know, even hit a release date yet. Mm-hmm. So you're giving, you're giving Microsoft a lot of time to have a rebuttal mm-hmm. to next week's event, which was not something that would have happened during the E3 years right no because everything is like even stage it's the same week yeah this is gonna be that's gonna be really interesting what if like uh some decisions are up in the air because they're waiting what the other see what the other guy's doing i guess it's like that's the interesting flux state of where we're at right now where Mm -hmm. it's like everything can change day to day in terms of like what people want to announce because there's no standard format anymore you know it's like the wild west of like announcements now i i really hope this isn't true but i'm gonna go ahead and throw out one of those kevin predictions i don't think they're gonna give you a price next week Uh, probably not because if they do, and it's a bit high, you've given Xbox all the ammunition to say, ours is $50 cheaper. That's it. <laughs> and people, that speaks to a lot of people. Sure. Where it's like, hey, especially during, well, this is a fucking recession that's mm-hmm. kicking up right now, right? That might speak to people where it's like, oh, okay, shit. This one's like 50 or even $100 cheaper. Just because Microsoft was waiting for them to release their price, yeah. right? You know, because they're not going to like announce the price and then be like, "We were just kidding." Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? After like people uh, retaliate against it, so I don't, know. I don't even think they're going to say a price. Yeah, they'll probably hold it a little while longer, yeah. and I still think they will maybe remain unmovable about the holiday 2020 like release window. Right. Um, yeah, I, apparently they they are they are still saying, which is crazy to me. Like you're going to hit limited manufacturing and release availability for this thing. Um, I don't know why you wouldn't want to push it as hard as you could, but I mean, I guess if they have to get it out, they have to get it out, right? I'm sure there are investors out, and people that are really riding on this. Uh yeah. Yeah, I would say so. But I'd be very interested. I have no other predictions in my mind. No. The only only thing that I've heard that is probably a thing is that two horror games might be at the presentation and Mm -hmm. from historic franchises. Interesting. A new Resident Evil. Okay. Being Resident Evil 8 Village, supposed to come out next year, and a new Silent Hill. Very cool. A brand new Silent Hill. Interesting. I mean, I think, too, we probably get more of the... uh, what is it? The SIE PlayStation Studio game. Um, what the fuck is that called? Oh, the the Blue Point game that that's been rumored. I want to know what that thing is. Yeah, I think we're gonna get a little bit more of that probably. Uh, maybe like kind of teasers of like, ooh, yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn is coming. Like the sequel to that's coming. Spider Man Two is coming. Like we already know this shit. The like, bit uh, I heard a big rumor that Gorilla is actually working on an original IP instead of Horizon right now. Okay. Like that weird come flex. First. Yeah, weird fucking flex. Because like that is a new hot original IP, but I guess like between I really hope it's not true to be honest. Between Horizon Zero Dawn and then Frozen Wildlands, they probably put a lot of manpower into that game, yeah. and that that I mean that was a whole like paradigm shift for the the team to do something completely new. So maybe that was taxing for them, and maybe they want to do something different. Um, I don't care. I want to shoot robot dinosaurs. Same, dude. I want to shoot robot dinosaurs in future apocalyptic Colorado. No new IP, only old. Um, some people are saying, like, I really hope, like, we get a Bloodborne 2 tease. Never. That would be cool. You'll never get it. Never. Like, literally, you could show me the logo for it, and I'll still be like, I don't believe that. Yeah, you, you can show me pre-orders open up, and I'm like, I don't think this game is Do you think out. we get the similar thing that we got with the Inside Xbox, where it's like, here are these weird, like 
cinematic CG trailers of games from that's IP that we've never heard of before? It's a good question. Like that, because that's what Godfall was. It's like here's a studio you know, but here's something we've never established. Again, before. The, the these companies don't operate in a bubble. They fucking mm. watch each other like they're watching couples having sex sure. through a peephole at a hotel room. Oh, okay. Okay. They watch. <laughs> that took a turn. So they need to have looked back at the inside Xbox and said to themselves, "Hey, a lot of people made that comment about that fucking CG trailer bullshit. Uh, we need to actually show what the power of PS5 is." And part of that is, don't just give me a CG trailer. Literally, I don't even want like a fucking, here's the HUD, here's 20 minutes of gameplay. No, 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 no. Just show me something that is demonstrably made through in-game graphics and I will be pleased. I wouldn't even be mad if it was an extension of like what we saw with like Epic and Unreal Engine 5 of like, you know, here's like a tech demo of like this game. It's not a game, but it is a playable demonstration, right? I don't know, doggy dog. Like, I wouldn't mind seeing something like that. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this. I'm excited for more playstation 5 hype because like i said i don't need it now i'm still kind of riding the last waves of of my ps4 but I'm, i want to know what the future looks like for ps5 because it's a, it's they're my ride or die i love my sony exclusives and that's that's where i put my dollars because i've gotten so much bang for my buck you know year over year with exclusives and experiences days gone too what days gone too oh days gone too what if a days gone too is there people would be like why i bet you people would be like why i'm gonna say it right now Days Gone 2 is going to happen. Days Gone is getting a sequel. Days like, Gone's this shit. Like, Days Gone, although, like, at first it wasn't very well received critically. Days Gone's That shit. game had a great tail end. And that game fucking fucks. That game fucking fucks, dudes. Yeah. Anyway. Hmm. We'll see you next week. We'll, we'll actually, we'll, we'll do a little thing for it. Okay? We'll do an episode. We'll do an episode. <laughs> yeah, like, we'll do, we'll do an episode. I like all episodes a little thing. Sure. Come on. Number three on here. A big project fell through at Kojima Productions, buddy. And where were you? Where were you to stop it? Huh? Uh, I was too busy playing Amazon Delivery and uh, <laughs> Delivery stuff. Simulator. You haven't beaten that game, have you? I have Death not Stranding? beaten Death Stranding now. No, no, wow, that breaks my heart. The video game porter himself, Hideo Kojima, sat down with Lime Door News to discuss that his, what his studio's been up to since Death Stranding shipped last November. While Kojima Productions is shoring up for a new unannounced title, Hideo also admitted that his team put effort into a game that ultimately fell by the wayside. Hideo said, quote, and this was actually translated by Gamatsu. Thank mm. you, Gamatsu. Quote, I can't say anything since it's still in the planning stages, but we're doing various work behind the scenes. Just recently, a big project fell apart, so I'm a bit upset about that, end quote. Kojima reportedly laughed it off, saying that happens often in the games industry. The legendary developer Man also shot down rumors regarding Metal Gear Solid and Silent Hills, two franchises he formerly had a hand in. Hmm. Kojima says there's no truth to the rumors, uh, and that his studio has not acquired the rights to use either property. <laughs> there that goes. Huh. That's gone. If you were wondering, Death Stranding did well for itself, despite being a genre-breaking delivery sim that either pleasantly confused or outright bored players. <laughs> Kojima said, quote, We surpassed the amount we needed to make a profit, so I think it sold well enough to be called a success, recoupment of development costs included. We'll release the PC version soon, and have already secured enough profit to prepare for what's next, so... There's no need to worry. End hmm. quote. In case you were worried about Kojima productions going down <sighs> in flames, I'm pretty sure that man will always have work. That man will, yeah, he will undoubtedly always, always have work. Yeah. Um, it's interesting though, because like for as much as like 
Sony really toted Death Stranding. I don't think it was a huge success by their I standards. I didn't get that impression no. either, oddly <laughs> enough, right? Because usually there's that article going like, Death Stranding sold a million copies in a week or something. And like, I didn't hear anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I wanted it to be more successful, but I totally understand it being a AAA art house project is something that probably didn't appeal to mm-hmm. the majority of people. <laughs> It wasn't going to do Spider-Man numbers. Oh, no, not at all. But I think they're still going to keep him in-house and kind of let him do what he's going to do, but maybe, like, pulling the reins a little bit on what his next project will be. Well, I mean, Sony doesn't own their studio, so... That's true. Who knows? Are they technically, like, second party? Ah, they're a third-party studio. Are they third-party? They're completely Mm. third-party. Isn't that interesting, right? Yeah, weird. Yeah, I mean, Death Stranding's coming to PC. (laughs) That's true. That's still something that's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they are definitely... uh, I think you can call them independent. Yeah, they're an independent studio okay. at that point. So they can kind of, you know, do whatever the fuck they want next. Mm-hmm. Now, it sounded like that he was working on a horror game. And, of course, everybody jumped onto it being Silent Hills. For me, mm-hmm. I didn't care if it was Silent Hills or just a horror game. I think that would have been cool to see horror from him, mm-hmm. see what he does with it. So I'm hoping that's not the project that fell by the way- the wayside. That would be very sad to me. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows what he's working on right now, but I can almost guarantee you fucking high five guarantee you that it's an original ip oh for sure i don't think it's gonna be a silent hills yeah so get your fucking zone of the enders talk out of here he's never gonna be near metal gear solid again because konami would rather fucking raise the earth than ever let that man touch that franchise again because they are spiteful spiteful and terrible yeah i mean he had kind of like a last like fuck you with them because he was on board for phantom pain and then what was it survive the one where he basically left yeah he didn't work on this like um, no, because like people were pissed off because it was like it was fucked up mm-hmm. that Konami made another Metal Gear without the creator of Metal Gear, who has been a director or producer on every single title in the series mm-hmm. for twenty years. Yeah. So people were like, "What the fuck is this game? Survive mm-hmm. sucked." Now, when it comes to Silent Hills, I think my boy should be bold. If you can't do Silent Hills, what's stopping you from doing PT two? Exactly. <laughs> Just do PT2. I would literally fucking crack up, dude. If, like, Jeff Keighley brings his boy onto, like, a digital state or does, like, a Zoom call with him, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, hey, now we're announcing PT2. PT2. <laughs> and God. people were like, what? Because yeah, that you could technically do that, right? It stands for playable teaser, not Silent Hills or... That's true. You could do it. Do it, man. Well, who technically owns that? Because it's like... Kojima Productions was a studio that, like, kind of developed it's it. It's probably Konami. But it's, I think Konami was set to produce but, it. But, like, I think you could still call it PT without and it, like, get getting in it. trouble. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Then again, Konami's the one that pulled that shit down. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's, there's probably some red tape around that. But I think it would be fucking hilarious if he was just like, hey, man, yeah, here's PT, too. <laughs> I honestly think we get an inevitable, another horror game from him with Norman Reedus. With Norman Reedus. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a thing. And, and he even said he's working with Norman Reedus again. Mm-hmm. And Norman's got, like, super excited about, like, mm-hmm. whatever they're doing. So, we'll see. We'll see. Listen, Kojima's never going to be hot up for work. You know what I'm saying? No. He's always going to be, like, a sought-after, like, director in a video game, you know, auteur. An auteur. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know what it would be. I don't... For, for me, like, I think Silent Hills is always going to be this ghost that people chase because we got a taste of it and it it was so fascinating and an interesting proof of concept to like what could have been but it's one of those things that it's like i don't think we're ever gonna get it in his image right um speaking of silent hill i'm gonna i'm gonna jump on over to our last news item on here okay because uh well i remember that town (laughs) number four (laughs) silent hill returns in another game and 
entirely. <laughs> so we got to save that headline for when Silent Hill actually returns. Gotcha. <laughs> Behavior Interactive's popular asymmetrical horror game, Dead by Daylight, is doing what Konami could not, keeping the Silent Hill name alive. The new DLC is a mix of elements from the dormant survival horror series. It will include a new map based on Silent Hill 1's Midwich Elementary School. Silent Hill 2's Pyramid Head, called the Executioner here, features as a playable killer. And Silent Hill 3's Heather Mason, which the game insists on calling Cheryl Mason because whatever, it's like a 17-year-old spoiler at this point, (laughs) uh, is a playable character. Hmm. Now the Silent Hill DLC arrives June 16th, but is currently available in the game's public test build. Which sounds like a PC thing, so fuck me. Yeah, right. (laughs) Fucking TurboTaxing nerds. TurboTaxing up in the play. What what is that? You just... Oh, they heard (laughs) the PC comes alive. (laughs) So I I thought that was cool. People got pretty excited about it. It fits. It does. It fits. Mm. I like that Dead by Daylight has become the celebration of like all horror. Mm -hmm. Uh, Keep it like, here's just what I know off the top of my head. Fucking Jason Voorhees in the game. Michael Myers in the game. Freddy Krueger's in the game. Fucking Leatherface in the game. There's respected. There's Haddonfield from Halloween in there. There's a few areas there. They also had Ash. (laughs) <laughs> from oh, yeah, fucking yeah. Evil Dead. In they the did game. kind of like a Hawkins bent when they did the demo Gorgon from Stranger That's Things. Right, there's a Stranger Things. Th- what a cool playing yeah. field, but I don't really like that type of. You game. don't like that sort of like asymmetrical horror game. No, yeah. where where it's like, hey, if there's uh, I think it's like six players all together, mm-hmm. including the killer. Uh, one player is having all of the fun. Six or five other players aren't. <laughs> That's how those games feel. To yeah, me. It's That's like, almost how it was when we played Project Resistance uh, for Resident Evil 3, where it's like, you know yeah. the mastermind is having a blast. Yeah, that game sucks. Yeah, That game sucks. But yeah, I, I don't know. I I still like... Oma, I, there's a little part of me that said, oh wow, I kind of want to... <laughs> I kind of want to play that. I think I still have it. I still have Dead, Dead by Daylight as yeah. well. Not the like definitive edition or anything, but I have like the base game for free. Because it was on uh, PS Plus a while ago. But I don't know. I'm probably going to put that shit down real hard anyway. Do they add all of their DLC as like free content or is it like paid for? It's this, you know, it's, it's typically about six to $12 per DLC, depending on the scope of it. Okay. Um, I'm going to imagine that this one's paid for. Yeah. It's not, okay. it's not going to be free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause like you had to pay for, uh, all the Freddy Krueger and all the extra killer stuff. Yeah, oh, and the ghost faced from scream, isn't it? Oh, really? They have everybody, man. Huh? I wish it was a different game, but yeah, yeah everybody. I almost wish it was a different type of game. Yeah. I yeah. Wish, yeah it would be huh? Really, I yeah. know that interesting because right the game is so interesting to me as a horror fan Mm. do they have hellraiser in there too they could somebody open up the pandora's box and you got sex demons coming at you (laughs) oh (laughs) that's that's what the point of hellraiser is man Sex by daylight sex by daylight wait well i mean (laughs) at least your socks are off that's true um this is i think this is interesting to me because it shows konami giving more lean with their ip where it's like Okay, you can have Pyramid Head. Like, when would we have seen that prior, right? Like, they were always so, like, tight about, like, their properties. Let me ask the question. Hmm. When will you have seen that prior if it wasn't some form of advertisement for something else? True. I think all of the rumors about this new Silent Hill are are legit. We've heard so much shit, like, almost too much shit about who's involved, the original game director. Two uh, separate rumors, like a Telltale-style one and an actual survival horror one. Yeah, yeah, just, like, all over the place. I I think we're going to get a a reboot, remake thing that's coming out, and I'm I'm super stoked on that idea. Do you think maybe we get something like that with the the PlayStation reveal? I really do. Mm -hmm. I really do think that's, like... 
Because PlayStation comes in and they make sure to do an uppercut, right? They're not going to walk in and be like, here's Hellblade. Are you excited? And like half the audience is like, what the fuck is Hellblade? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that, that's, that's a sleeper hit where it's like, exactly for people who have played it and a sequel is super exciting, but for the general public, they're like, what is Hellblade? Exactly. They're just like, what is Hellblade? No, Sony walks in and goes, Resident Evil 2 remake. And then like drops, drops the mic. Drops the mic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, no, this is what has made Sony an institution over the last, you know, mm-hmm. this generation, to be honest, man. I think they have some fucking real slobber knockers next week. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be like, here's, here's what, here's another look at Assassin's Creed Valhalla. It's like, no. why, why? Stop. I mean, yeah, maybe we will get the inevitable. Like, here's Knock 3. You know, here's the latest thing from Media Molecule, which is, you know, more dream shit. But like, I feel like they say that every day. Yeah. Here's the latest thing from Media Molecule. Just to remind us that Media Molecule's around. Like, they won't let yeah. them go. <laughs> they won't let them go. They're too creative to let go. But at the same time, I'm, I wonder if they're profitable <laughs> in any sort of way for them. I don't know anymore, to be honest. Because now they're becoming like a boutique developer. Yeah. With like dreams and shit. They are not, they're not coming out here like Insomniac going like, here's our fucking triple A's, you know? Mm-hmm. That's a sidebar. Here's for... a game that's going to like <laughs> break numbers and, and sell buku bucks for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let me let me ask you like just real quick because like knowing that well seventy percent of all horrors in Dead by Daylight yeah. is there anything that you would like to see represented in the game like any like movie or franchise honestly I like I I forgot that the Demogorgon was in it and that's a real cool thing and yeah. then you tell me that Ghostface Killer from Screaming it Screaming it already got it right that's like super hot <laughs> um, I don't really know like what he just looked at his collection of dv daniels. daniels he looked at the dv daniels on on there to see uh, a butterfly effect if they could <laughs> <laughs> are coming in and snatching up camp counselors um just add some cloverfield up in there the yeah, survivors are tiny the killer is gigantic i don't i don't really know to be honest because it's like yeah horror is such like um an interesting pot of like movies and and things to pull from um I th- oh they also already did saw did they really? Yeah, you know the chick that becomes a killer? Like she becomes Amanda? a new jigsaw, yeah. Amanda? She's the killer that you play as. See, like I think you have to really work with like the gameplay of like what Dead by Daylight is. It's like yeah. you get abducted, there are traps, there are things. Like how does that play into like the mastermind, you know, scenario? How does that play into the hide and seek mechanic of it? Yeah, um, so it really does have to fit like slasher movies lend themselves perfectly yeah. to that. And, like, and I, they've already covered it. Like all Alien them. would be cool, but we already have Alien Isolation. <laughs> Well, actually, I think you could still do Alien and get away with it, man. Because, like, Alien Isolation is a single-player experience. Mm-hmm. It might be a little cooler, like, you know, surviving with the crew yeah. of the Nostromo, like, walking around an environment. And there's one xenomorph that's supposed to collect them and, you know, put them on hooks and, yeah. or make put a face hugger on their face. This that could is, be cool. This isn't a unique idea. I think somebody said this on Games Daily. I forget who it was. But, like, the, the murder Batman, the Ben Affleck Batman who's out there killing civilians. <laughs> Get him out there going in and just fucking snatching up fucking people, beating them up. Branding them in the face. I forget who said that. I don't know if that was, uh, I don't know if that was Greg Miller or if that was Lana Pierce. That's an amazing idea, actually. That's really fucking funny because he's terrifying. He's like too bulky and he's always like in the darkness. Like brand him as like the bat and just have him be like this horror thing. (gasps) That's so good, dude. Let's do that. It's not an original idea. Okay, I'm sorry. It's so so good. Whoever came up with that idea, that's fucking brilliant. That's fucking brilliant. I like that a lot. What about you? As somebody who's like this horror connoisseur. I feel like they've hit every franchise that I could possibly want. The only thing would be like, I would like to see them hit not movie franchises, but maybe go into like other video game like Mm. stuff. Well, they did with Silent Hill. I'm an idiot. But like a Resident Evil one would be cool. Like maybe 
uh, either your Mr. X or the Nemesis uh, chasing down the rest of everyone mm-hmm. and actually have the entire, like, let it be not just, like, one bonus character mm-hmm. from Resident Evil. Like, here are all the stars all members. Here's all the stars or something cool like that. That would be pretty neat. Um, uh, let's see. What, what's another good one that they can do? I like my alien idea. I like that. I one. think you could still do that. Do you think they'll ever shift the idea of, like, one versus six? Like, do you maybe get think to, at some point they'll be like, here's a new idea where maybe we'll have, like, you could play as two villains or three villains versus, like, six people. Doolsies? Yeah. <laughs> you want to be doolsies, dude? Oh, dude. Name it would still be, like, killers. Scream, scream two. Scream, scream two. two. Scream well, two. scream one, te- technically. You think you got away from me? <laughs> technically, <laughs> you did. That's my brother over there. <laughs> so, like, there's, you could do that and still have it be, cool. like, a challenge. Um, yeah. But you, I think you would have to make the survivor's a little stronger and give them a little more advantage if you're going to up Maybe. the players on the other side. I don't know. So a Behavior was working on not a follow-up to Dead by Daylight, but they were working on a whole wholly other IP that mm. was still horror, but it was like a hero shooter that was a horror game. Oh. And I was just like, that sounds really cool. Yeah. I think that, that would lean itself to like more action-based horror and stuff like that. That mm. could be really cool. I want to see them do that. But otherwise, yeah, you're, you're going to have to twist my arm to get me to play Dead by Daylight. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I've ever played it. No? No. We could try it. We both have it for free. Yeah, I don't remember even when it was no. released. It was, I think, maybe like a few Octobers ago at this point. At this... Oh, dude, it's old. It's been so it's old. old at this point. But yeah. yeah, good for them. Good yeah. for behavior. Right? Good for Silent Hill. Good for Silent Hill. Get good for Kojima. Good for Jim Jam, Ramboree, Rai Rai, Why? Man. And all these things are good for the fucking gamers. The gamers should be happy. Yeah. Happier than ever. <laughs> All right. I think that's about it for the news. I think we got to kind of land this episode. Um, this one was kind of a hard one to sit down for personally. It's honestly kind of hard to do anything that's like fun uh, with the current state of everything going on right now, right? Like sitting down and streaming or recording a podcast or talking video games or playing a video game. It feels like such a like selfish, weird act right now because there's so much going on on the world stage, right? Like earlier in the week, we had the the unjust murder of George Floyd the rekindling of the Black Lives Matter movement. Outside of our windows in all these states now, in these major cities, we have all this civil unrest and political uprising from people who are so tired of everything that's been going on right now. And it's it's hard to open our phones now without even seeing like retweet after retweet of like, here's the latest thing in the Black Lives Matter movement. Here's the latest thing going on in this city. You know, here's what, here's what the president's tweeting. And it's like, it's so hard to feel like video games matter right now when there's such a bigger concern happening. <laughs> you know, we bounce from one thing to another, right? It's so It's so hard to feel like, literally anything matters between the pandemic yeah and true the unrest in this country yeah unrest let's call it fucking uh injustice yeah. that's occurring, occurring yeah. in this country in fact when we sat down we got interrupted in the middle of this episode by like a fucking alert mm-hmm. on our phones uh city of seattle says we have a 5 p.m curfew mm-hmm. hmm coincidentally there is a protest last night in seattle where the cops showed up and broke it up and used all the force imaginable mm. to, to stymie it. And today they said, you're not even allowed to be outside <laughs> past five. Hmm. Imagine that. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's disheartening. It's disgusting. It makes me sick. It makes me, I, the thing, um, protesters are chanting one thing that gets me like every time, like mm-hmm. I actually like started to tear up when I saw videos of mm-hmm. it. I can't breathe. And that's become 
the mantra mm-hmm. of of what's going on right now and it should be it needs to be heard it needs to be fucking screamed and what's crazy about it too is like this isn't even the first time that mantra has been screamed i think no. it's just being heard the loudest now back in 2014 similar thing happened to an african-american man eric garner where he was choked out couldn't breathe tried to fight for his life against you know a police officer and was just murdered just because of the color of his skin just because our police force just acts of their own accord, you know, and it's sickening. And I think we just got to this boiling a point. I don't know whether it's because of, you know, the the way we're feeling kind of cast aside by our government with the pandemic or decades upon decades of oppression uh, from African-American Hundreds people. of years. I would say, yeah, hundreds of years. And, and that's such a small flash in the pan in terms of uh, the world history, in terms of like the American scope of how long they've been oppressed here. But it's just like, it, it just hit a boiling point with everything where people are just like, we're sick of what's going on. We're sick of how people are being treated. We're sick of people getting needlessly murdered because of the color of their skin. And, and something needs to change. And it hit a tipping point in, in Minneapolis, in Minnesota, where it's like, that's where uh, George Floyd was from, and they took to the streets like something we haven't seen in a really long time. People are rioting, people are burning down precincts, people are burning down buildings, and it. The first day it was really starting. I'm, I was like, "What is going on?" But now it's just like you can't help but feel kind of like empowered and impassioned by it, and want it to keep occurring because it's like we need to topple the system in any way possible, and we haven't been able to before. You know, like people are saying the counter argument. Well. You could try peacefully protesting. People have tried to protest silently and, and make smaller waves in the past, but you still didn't listen. Let's put it this way. Yeah. People of color in this country have been trying to explain their position and how hard yeah. it is for them to even be themselves in this country for hundreds of years. Yes. And no one has listened. White America has mm-hmm. not listened. But when a target burns down, you pay attention and you think it's needless and you think it invalidates their voice. Mm-hmm. I disagree. I think you're paying attention now, Mm -hmm. and it's effective. The system will not reform itself. Reformation is needed, and it needs to happen from the people that are in power, because this country is meant for the people. It's so much. Like, it's so much right now. And it's like, I, I totally agree. There, It feels like the, these these murders are, are occurring by police because there's no oversight. And worse than that, they protect themselves. Mm-hmm. They lie. Uh, somebody in Canada was thrown off a fucking balcony and they tried to make it look like a suicide. Mm-hmm. A black woman was thrown off of a balcony and the police tried to make it look like a suicide. They threw her off. This is happening everywhere and everyone's trying to say it. And people are saying, like, oh, racism getting really bad. No, 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 no. It's just filmed now. That's the difference. Yeah, we have just more thorough documentation of it from every angle. So there's no way of skewing it one way or another. They literally have a seven minute video of George Floyd being murdered by, what was his name? Derek Chauvin. Call that motherfucker out. Like, well, he got arrested now. Yeah, exactly. And he wasn't. He was walking free. I, yeah, that's the thing. For like days and days after murdering somebody in cold fucking blood. I think he probably would have got into like a two week paid leave and then and been able to come back to his precinct and resume play as normal. And that's so fucking unacceptable. And I think like the 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 momentum of this movement was to be like this guy needs to be held accountable. And beyond that, all these fucking cops who have let this shit pass, whether because they did it themselves or they're a part of a precinct that just kind of turned the other way. It needs to stop. 
And it's about holding these people accountable. It's about holding the institutions accountable. It, it doesn't help that we have a president in power who's kind of like enabling it and allowing it to happen, right? Like we had the, the looting and stuff happening in Minneapolis and he's like, oh, well, you know, if if they're looting, we're going to shoot, you know, and we're going to get the National Guard in there. We're going to stop it because this isn't right. This isn't the way to do it, you know, to call them thugs because they're protesting the, the murder of somebody that should never have happened. Or, you know, like all, like you said, all these years of injustice because of a race of people who have just been prejudiced against like nonstop nonstop yeah. our, <laughs> president is an absolute bastard trump is an absolute <laughs> motherfucker yeah. and he needs to be ousted from his position he is not a leader Mm-mm. he is a monster and if that is not plain as day to you mm-hmm. i don't want to know you yeah (laughs) simple as that there's no reasonable debate to have there he's an absolute sociopathic monster (laughs) anybody who would sever ties with the world health organization during a pandemic has lost their fucking like are you fucking crazy serious like are you fucking crazy at that point what are you trying to prove how is this for the betterment of this country Mm -hmm. how is it anything else than the stoke your own goddamn ego because this this presidency was always a plaything to Mm -hmm. him it was always just another way to up his position his status it was never about this country it was never about people and Mm. it certainly wasn't about african-americans oh no yeah make that wholly clear to anybody else he is against african-americans yeah yeah our president's a white supremacist like that's just kind of what like he came out here and saying like oh maga loves the black people that is uh (laughs) that is patently untrue you need to get the fuck out of there yeah you need to get out of our fucking country that's what it is right now you and I, like, I think we, we're political in our own ways, and, like, we use our platforms in our own many ways. When Despite our happens. space. Despite the space our space. that we love so much, the gaming space, does yeah. not want to hear no, they one don't. side or another. And I really don't care right now, because I open my phone and I just hurt every day for these people who have been just constantly oppressed, people who are out there fighting for their lives to just stand up for basic human rights that they're being denied based off the color of their skin. It's wrong. It's so fucking wrong. And it's almost like it's overload. Like every time I open my phone, like I want to see what's happening because I want to be informed and I want to see what's happening in every corner of the world. Like to see what's happening in these, these protests where like, you know, they're making such ground, but then, you know, the national guards going in or like, you know, what's happening in Seattle right now, which is kind of crazy where police officers are literally turning off their body cams to basically, you know, institute whatever force they want you mm-hmm. know, to beat people down to act outside of the accordance law just because they got the pass of, well, you know, in the, <laughs> in the confines of a uh, protest or a public gathering bent on protest, uh, police officers can't record it. That's bullshit. That's so bullshit. Like the police are meant to serve the people, yeah. not serve themselves and not to execute unlimited power without impunity. Mm-hmm. That is disgusting. That is what we're fighting for. This mm-hmm. is what's happening right now. And if anybody has a different argument, it's just like you're just you're being willfully ignorant to oh, the yeah. world around you. Yeah, I, I I poked into you know Facebook today as I did. Oh no, I know. I, I, <laughs> no, Dan. I never log in, but like I saw like family members and people that I just knew from like college just talking like all this sort of shit where it's like oh, you know, you could have made more of a statement by, like, you know, not burning down these businesses. And it's like, I, I understand protesting, but why burn down the mom-pop stores and this and that? It's like, it's like they weren't accomplishing anything otherwise. And I think hard to determine where it came from, too, because there's a lot of, like, murmurings of, like, some of these riots maybe were started from people on the other side where you do see a lot of videos of, like, people peacefully protesting until certain groups show up or police show up, and then it turns violent, mm-hmm. right? It turns like, a tide. It turns a tide. I don't think 
every group of people are going in there with the sole intention of of rioting. I think there's just and the media is certainly not focusing on the no. peaceful protests oh, yeah. whatsoever. Not at all. They're focusing on rioters. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. But I'll I'll just say this: <clears throat> a riot is the voice of a people yeah. unheard. Hmm? That's what's going on oh, right yeah. now. Yeah, the, it's the the voice of a, a people that's unheard in a nation that's like really hurting right now. Some people can't stand to not be heard for an hour. Mm-hmm. Imagine four hundred years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like this yeah. pressure cooker is meant to happen. It's just an it, it's it hard, interesting, historic, painful, upsetting. Where it's like this this coalescence of like we've had this national or sorry a global pandemic ended up being like partially a catalyst for what's going on people Mm -hmm. are unemployed Mm -hmm. people are hurting Mm -hmm. and now they feel that uh police forces are trying to get away with more than ever Mm -hmm. more than ever and that can't stand that can't happen Mm -hmm. that's not america that's not the that's not freedom that's Mm -hmm. what it is so it's it's a really hard time no it it is um and it's like there's so many factors that kind of led up to this this moment and i think now more than ever like we don't need your fucking parables if if you're white about like well i have a black friend or this or that or you know yeah black lives matter but or all lives matter this that doesn't fucking matter this isn't your conversation this isn't your story black lives matter that's the fucking story what's happening right now these stories need to be told this is the fucking pressing nature this is the reason why all this is happening because they've been made to feel like their lives don't matter and prove them otherwise prove to a race of people that their lives matter just as much as anybody else's just as much as their white brothers use your privilege to amplify the voices of people that do not benefit from the same that's it yeah and i don't want to hear anything else about like reverse racism or this or that like that's not the conversation we need to be having right now no that is definitely not that that that, that's a distract that's bait oh yeah yeah that's that's utter bait we're we're not subject matter experts no we're we're Mm -mm. just video game enthusiasts and like maybe this isn't like the best like platform to you know talk about not always but i feel like it's almost like dishonest to not to not say something when it's like it's definitely our it's our world right now i get it video games are like escapism and all that but we're still humans and we're a part Mm -hmm. of this no one no one is exempt from this Mm -hmm. it is such a position of uh privilege privilege Mm -hmm. to say that like oh this doesn't affect me it absolutely should. Yeah, you, I mean, you and I are Caucasian, you're American European males, but it's just like, you know, we have to show our support and not let our privilege kind of just be what it is, you know? We have to we have to use our privilege in a way that's beneficial to people and, and you know, spread the word any in any way that we can. And there are people out there protesting right now all over. I have friends who are protesting. I, like, I, part of me was like, I really wish I could go out into Seattle today and, like, be a part of that, but it's just like, it sounds really dangerous out there too like yeah there's a pandemic people are getting tear gas like we have an airborne virus happening you know i have asthma mm-hmm. like all this shit and you know to hear that people are getting like just brutally beat up just for peacefully protesting it's just yeah. like i don't know that i feel safe doing it so like you know if, if you want to protest and you feel safe doing it do that do be be aware of things that you can do going into it you know know your rights know there's a few organizations too in terms of like um like bail bonds where if like you get set up and you get arrested like you know you can then get bail so like you know know your resources know your rights going into this and also just be safe be smart part of being smart is also not saying that you're going to be participating in a protest on social media yeah that's by true. the way yeah. just just a little pro tip just do it you're being watched yeah just keep that oh in no mind. i've heard of people like literally get like the, the cops just show up at their house because like they tweeted something about it that was mm-hmm. just like themed unsafe or this or that and it's like that's fucking crazy yeah if that is be indicative careful. of a police state i don't know what it is but you know um, also stop sharing the faces of protesters you're endangering them yeah yeah yeah, yeah. exactly yeah 
make sure that don't do that <laughs> i don't know it's just there's such a hypocrisy in the system right now where it's like early like a few weeks ago we had um those you know whites nationalistic protesters in in minnesota no sorry it was michigan, michigan. with assault rifles marching on like public buildings who because... trump encouraged yeah he's like so oh, they're, they're just good, they're americans. good americans who want their jobs and you know they just want to get back right. to work but meanwhile people who are fighting for what's actually right right now are being called thugs and uh-huh you know some situations it's like you, you the one outlier can definitely cause to taint, like a situation to taint but it's like it's all bad right now they're all fighting for the same thing you know and a lot of those looters are white i'm gonna just say it <laughs> yep um so yeah if you're not able to protest i would say do what you can to donate there are a lot of great foundations going on right now uh the minnesota fund is one in particular that people have been donating to a lot of people are like hey my friend donated this much i'm gonna match the contribution if you can't match it that's totally cool like donate whatever you can you know or at least spread awareness use your platform for good and if you want to hit visibility if you want to support on a national level i would also suggest going to Mm -hmm. blacklivesmatter.com and hitting that big old donate link that's on the top of the page as well Mm -hmm. uh that's it's a good cause it's a good benefit national level so Mm -hmm. really do whatever you can because like nothing's Mm going to change until we like really kind of band together and make this happen as a nation and i think a lot of what's really amazing to see like white people people in position of power stand up for people who are protesting like kind of create a barrier so they don't get hurt march with them because like they are marching for the same thing that we already have and have had for as long as we've been in america which is you know rights unalienable rights um and that's all they deserve too you know that's we all deserve to be treated equally so mm-hmm. yeah there, there's a lot to that could be said about it there's like there, there's a lot that, yeah. like let's be honest here right like there's a lot to unpack and yeah. like we are definitely not like no. the experts to be like We're parsing not. it through no <laughs> like i'll say that but it 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 it, it hurts it hurts to see it disgusts me it, mm. it makes me so upset that people are, are getting murdered getting murdered on the streets and we're just acting like that's an acceptable thing but we fucking freak out when a target burns yeah you need to really adjust your fucking priorities exactly murder always always overtakes property damage god yeah and even you have like big ceos of like companies like target coming forward and be like yeah it's just property we can rebuild it's fine but also think about why these people are burning these institutions in the first place right there's a reason. exactly so there, there's a reason for it. it's not all of it is senseless it is very methodical to what they're doing hmm? um whereas I see things that are happening that make no sense, like just arresting journalists who are complying. I don't, I don't know. There's a lot to unpack. Every time I open my phone, it's another thing. And it's actually yeah. like super, super mentally draining and exhausting. But I bet. It, it's I nothing compared to like, you know, the oppression that people have felt. So, yep, exactly. That's that, <laughs> that, that should be your takeaway. You're sick of seeing it. Well, imagine living being it. sick of living it every single yeah. day of your life. Again, we're not the subject matter experts. I'm sure people have already jumped at this point and jumped off at this point, yeah. And that's totally fucking fine. But just be aware, you know? Yeah, that's all. Yep. Um, but we'll, we'll land this. Um, you guys stay safe out there. Call your loved ones. If you're going to go out to a protest, be as safe as possible and, and just, yeah, take care guys. Really? Like it's hard times. It is. We'll get through only together. Mm-hmm. All right. Good there night, go. everyone. Good night guys.